0: Morning, team. Friday morning in London town. Christo's back with you on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. Right, just for a few nights and then uh, big silver bird. uh, Not up in sky, but uh, spending uh, most of his holiday in customs. Because I've uh, done a little note and a photograph so they can identify him. I go, he'll look quite normal when he turns up at the airport. Believe you me, check the luggage, okay? Check the luggage. Uh, listen. Afternoon, John Warrington will be with us. Uh, we've got some birthdays to celebrate, and uh, finally, every DVD I ever ordered about the uh, origin of life and uh, how we began on the planet has finally turned up. So t- today is sorted out. Hope it's not as hot as yesterday.
1: FM, online, and
0: oh, Good grief. Right, it was hot yesterday. Actually, not hot daytime, but by the evening it had turned hot because yesterday, if you remember, I had to do the VAT, mm. which I did. Yeah, and uh, I've had to phone them up to say what's the rate. And I suddenly realised because I do it online, I can see my, my previous
2: oh, things. so it's all there.
0: So it's all there. So it's I mean, it's quite simple when you actually do it. It takes about ten minutes. Mm. Just got to get the invoices out, which I'm very good at. Might and be. Uh, you pretty sleep with them under your pillow, don't you? Well, the invoice. <laughs> I do <have> a separate <laughs> file for invoices. Well, you have to. You have to keep your paperwork. I don't separately you just keep it all in a bag don't you I don't I don't know what, my Marked my yogurt my <laughs> finances and paperwork
2: are an absolute disaster Really does yeah. your accountant deal with it all my, I just give it all to, I go to my accountant at the end of the year usually usually about 3 days before the end of January right. and I give him a huge pile of paper, which I just dump on his desk, and he right. then tears his hair out, uses language that I am not allowed to use, and then sorts it all out like, for me. oh, bother. Uh, yeah, oh, bother. I gave you my do this my to me every year. Yeah.
0: Only the other week I gave my account at my stuff. Did you? Yeah. You're very
2: efficient, very organised.
0: Yeah, I've just got folders, mm. and i bought them in... I forget where I got them from now. Well, I'm, like, when, I'm next, when I'm next round yours, uh, yeah, you I'll show can you. show me exactly how you yeah. file everything away. I just That'd have coloured folders, and yeah. in one I put... Copies all my invoices to here. Uh, In another one, I put all my bank statements. In the other one, I put my bills. I I
2: throw everything in the same envelope. Everything, all my receipts, a
0: whole lot, screwed up bits
2: of paper, bits of things I've written down, everything, and it all goes in the same thing. So I don't. So we'll make it. So how about this weekend or something? Uh,
0: Can't do this weekend. I'm a bit busy this weekend. But next weekend, Um, that's pretty tied up too. Next weekend after that. Um, Let me give you a rough idea. Mm -hmm. November's looking okay. November of this year? No, not this year. Oh. No, no. Twenty thirteen.
2: Twenty. The, the year after next.
0: The year after next. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. After we've after oh. we've done everything. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I mean, don't don't worry. I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk on the phone. We can you, you can Facebook me. Face. Are you on Facebook now? FaceTime. Sorry, not Facebook. What's FaceTime? FaceTime. It's where I I sort of call you up on my phone, and and your image appears on here. It's. You're talking to a television picture.
2: Oh, that's nice. Do you so have an iPhone.
0: Uh, I, I've not got that iPhone. I've got an iPhone three. Though. Oh, right, okay. Well, so we won't but that's be nice, timing. though, that
2: my picture comes up when I call you. No, no, no. It's not your your, your picture. It's but it's, if you want, you can take a picture of me and you can tran- you can program it into your phone so I or you see my face every time I call.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, as your number's not in my phone and it's blocked. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean it's, it's nothing personal. For goodness' sake, I just want. Oh no, to, blocking my to... number isn't personal at all. No, no, it's not. No, I mean I'm I'm doing that to protect you. Oh, I see. Uh, well, it. Oh, or... because we're kind of best friends. Yeah, yeah, we're bestest friends. Bezzy mates. Bezzy mates. And I'm going to turn up on your holiday. Just when you oh think my. it couldn't get any worse, they're <laughs> going to roll this bathing machine down to the <laughs> and they're going to go, ta-da, and the door will open and there I will be. You're going to come out with a big cake, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to be a very big cake. <laughs> so yesterday, so I did, did the VAT, yeah. did me invoice. Yeah, uh, we got the pump working, in you know, the thing. Lynn and I cleaned out, we've got this, um... Um, um, water feature, but it's a big sheet of metal. The water comes all the way down. Oh, it. okay. Where, where's that in your in your garden? It's on the patio. Oh, on the patio.
2: It's this yeah. communal patio
0: with a nice yeah. little water feature. Took some lovely pictures. I'll, I'll bring some pictures in and show you. Well, I could just come round and have a look. No, I'll, I'll bring the pictures in, and um, and then you can see it from a distance. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mind... think as you're flying over, you could have to <laughs> drop in by parachute. i ask the captain to go via Twickenham. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, were, you, were you doing horses this morning? Uh, I was talking about the horses oh, right, this morning, okay. yeah. Horses are all right.
2: Yeah, I f- I've, 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 I've felt a bit sorry for them, but I've put in my place, Yeah,
0: I, I turned on, it must have been BBC Three or something like that, in the early hours of the morning, because you get bored with the same quizzes. Mm. There's a guy called Craig somebody, who's a bit of an Essex boy, a bit of a boy. Right. And he does a show in Ipswich, I don't know if we own the radio station, but uh, he obviously used to be a model. And uh, he seems okay. He just needs to sort of—he's he, never quite made it. He's sort of just on the on the periphery. He, Craig Stevens, I think. Mm. And um, and so I was watching a bit of that, and then I flipped over, and I've got this bloke on a farm. It was really good. He's got his first sheepdog. Oh. They've got a farm. They obviously package their own meat. And then he was—he'd he, separated one of his heifers. Oh. And um, and he said, "Well, would you separate a heifer?" Carefully. They've oh, right. Got horns on them. And he, he actually got butted by a ram. But well, These things are quite dangerous rams. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation he, where a ram has a sort of rammed you. What do you want? It was rammed by a ram. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, for goodness sake, that's ridiculous. What are you doing over there? Matter, I remember? don't know what it's doing. Oh, is that you or... Wait a minute. Well, it's probably your end doesn't work. Or your producer's really? broken it.
2: Oh, I, do you know what? Every time I come, you, you, you sit there after my producer and you always complain about what they've done to your computer. I think it's... The common thing in this is you...
0: I don't think you'll find it is, actually. I think I you'll know. find that, you no. know...
2: Modern technology no, and use. I, I don't
0: know. I think it's, Don't go it's, together wait, very wait, well. Give you a rough idea. I've been in the business 34 years. Your producer, three seconds. <laughs> 34 you know, minutes. 34 <laughs> minutes. I think we'll leave it at that. But it's. Um, I think yes, you so can tell by the quality of my show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so you see the, 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 this poor. He said, we've oh, we yes, separated so this yeah. this steer mm. and we're going to take it to the slaughterhouse. And I thought, oh, right, they'll, they'll just take it to the slaughterhouse and they'll cut back to him being on the farm jumping around with the sheep. No, 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 no. We follow this thing as it comes off the thing and it's sort of ambling and it heads down into the slaughterhouse quite clearly not knowing what's ahead. And it's la 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 and uh, and then it gets a bit nearer and then they sort of pen it and then it's looking around a little bit because by this time through the doors at the side you can see other let's just call them dead animals going past oh, them, or no. can only be described as a funfair ride. <laughs> But they didn't have all their skin. Yeah, and there, was, and there was no candy floss at the end. There was no candy floss or a toffee. And <laughs> <Yeah, but laughs> they then get this man, and and the slaughterer comes out, and they, they, so the, the animal's penned in, and he strokes its head. He strokes it. There, there, there. Good boy. Good, good I'm boy. I'm thinking, good, you're going to kill it. And he's got this, like, a, a bolt hmm. thing. It looks like something you take the wheels off cars, or the nuts off cars. Yeah. Certainly take something, you know, anyway. Yeah. anyway. And he puts up and goes, and this thing drops like a stone instantly in front of you. Next thing, the back of this cage thing opens up and they attach ropes to it and it gets dragged out and the next thing, the head's off and all... (gasps) all in a space of, like, two... And I said, I had to go into the shower because I didn't want to watch... (laughs) like this, I knew what was going to happen. Oh, sounds brutal. Oh, it was horrible. They also, if you go to a Salt eat? House, you won't eat meat again. Strawberry. You know, I'm all right. Thinking, but you watched. You watched it. You watched <laughs> it all this morning before you came in. I, I tend to. What I tend to do, I get up in the morning. I do do my tablets and all the rest mm-hmm. of it, and I go out and water the plants. Yeah, and then I come back in and have a shave and I watch the television. So I either well, end so up. So what watching,
2: time in the morning are you watching your plants? About quarter past two. Uh, outside. Yeah. So aren't people looking out the window saying, what on earth is this madman doing I'm not at I was doing in the morning? No, I know that, but it's a bit of an old time of walking in your plants. Really? Was two. No.
0: My neighbours would be wondering what on the earth I was doing. Yes, but... I mean, you are actually inside the prison grounds, aren't you, <laughs> in Brixton? That's why they would think it was a bit of Christos out again. Are they let uh, him out. He's in his nightie. He's in his nightie. <laughs> with his with his hair in curlers, the one curler. <laughs> <laughs> and i say, no, I always water them, then. You just go around and give a quick slurp it of water. Was annoying to me. Make... If you were my neighbour, I'd complain. No, you wouldn't. I you'd, would. If I was your neighbour, you'd be... Steve. <laughs> Steve.
2: <laughs>
0: I need another cup of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's funny, actually, because uh, because one of the uh, one of the Greek blokes who does my... Uh, dry cleaning, Thomas. You, got, you know a lot of Greek people. I know you a do, lot of I know you? all of a sudden. It's, at one time, I know lots of Jewish people and yeah. lots of Greek people. And to be honest, there ain't much to separate them. They all eat for the, <laughs> for the country. Everybody eats. You go around to somebody's house and they go, Steve, you have something to eat? No, I'll just do a little meal for. No, no. Next thing, a banquet arrives. Yeah. and you get that in Greek and you get yeah, that in it's Jewish. True. can't can't move That's for it. True. So Thomas, yeah. Whose, whose dad has got the dry cleaners, but I think it's Thomas's now, called Mel's. Because mm. I have two dry cleaners. One who does the washing, <laughs> and the other one, who, I, give, I give Thomas, who's only young, uh, I give him all my all my dry cleaning to oh, do. right. And uh, he's sort of a bit of a party boy and things like that. He's only mm. about 23. Oh, OK. Very young, very slim, so we have a lot in common. Yeah. Not old, old enough to be your grandson. <laughs> and it, it gets, he actually gets loads of people going in and saying, is this where Steve Allen gets his clothes done? <sighs> Does it? Really? It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Wow.
2: Has you ever had anyone try and take any of your clothes? You know, fan. No, I don't think
0: you'd ever meet... Well, no, you, you wouldn't recognise my, my clothes in there. Well, you know, you know, some people, you know, they go
2: to a great lengths. Uh, you know, some people who are fans of yours. To, to, so you could get their hands on do the you Do you know how many people would like to get their hands on my tracksuit top? Three. Oh. Uh, Two are police and one's a social worker. <laughs> Mainly for
0: forensic.
2: <laughs> we'll get you yet. Um, so, you know, I haven't spoken to customs about my trial. I don't want there to be any hiccups when I'm trying to get no, out No, the no, there won't be any hiccups. No? No, i just... I think you'll be frightened to
0: hiccup. No. <laughs> 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 oh fair enough best <laughs> hold my breath no no i'm, 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 st- Beef I'm, right.
2: I'm still I'm, I'm afraid of what you
0: put out you probably injected them with something no 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 the, oh, the, the, these are brit strawberries
2: they're not like your normal you normal know they are, you?
0: i'm growing strawberries in baskets oh oh i am as well yeah i do them and i've got loads of strawberries and it's always amazing you just put water on and this fruit which is sweet i've put no sugar in at all and it, this,
2: it's so clever. Mm, but, but the birds keep eating my strawberries, though. They keep coming down and having a little
0: some very peck common women round your way, aren't <laughs> <isn't> you? It? <laughs> it is Brixton, after it all. It is Brixton. <laughs> <laughs> Come round and peck at your strawberries. I love straw. I've got three strawberry baskets running at the moment. Oh, lovely. Plus six others. And yesterday, Lynn and I nipped up to the garden centre and we bought... Um, geraniums i've decided all one color geraniums and they're like a pinky red it's the most beautiful color and i've just put those in so we put 12 in i've got uh, geraniums i've How just got you? white though oh you see what well, yeah i think you've got to have a color but if when when you see what well, i'll take some photos and hmm. show you next week and you'll, you'll have a look and you'll go oh wow it looks fabulous you might
2: haven't bloomed though
0: i've got the the buds oh, yeah. are about to come out but they're not they're yeah, really well, annoying me don't don't worry about that cut them off Oh, no, but they haven't, they haven't bloomed yet. it well, doesn't they're, matter. Cut them off. Why? Because then the plant will spread. Oh, okay. And also, because once you get the flower, it then sort of restricts the... You want them all spindly, so I always cut them off to give them a chance to <laughs> spread. So of I've got my geraniums, bit. but I've also got a hydrangea centrepiece. Oh, hydrangeas are quite nice. Very old-fashioned plants, no, aren't well, they? Probably they... To please your mother, I suppose. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, that's very yeah. true. Because plants are so expensive, and they, they really are. The, these these geraniums that we bought, two ninety nine each. That's three pounds. It's only a little plug that went in. I bought a Japanese maple. Oh my Always wanted one. Ninety pounds.
2: Oh, easily. Ninety pounds. That was
0: probably very nice. Where did you get ninety quid from? Oh well, you know, your wallet. I <laughs> just went through your jacket. <laughs> Help yourself. Put it <laughs> this way. I never even count what's in there now. I never bother. It's not um, worth it. Well, you know, enjoy your DVDs. Bless your heart. Yeah, we, they all arrived. I'll run through those in a minute. And um, it'll be good. So if, if Thomas is listening, he, he won't be up just yet. But he does get people going in there going, Steve Allen mentioned you this morning. Oh, does he? Yeah. He gets, he gets a lot of that. Mm. OK. Which is quite good, you know. Yeah. Quite good. We've got another butcher shop opening. So that means we'll have, uh, we've got one very good butcher shop down in Teddington. You've got two With of Millers. Everything. You, you, I, have I bet you've got v- two butchers, haven't you? Two dry cleaners. Two. What, what else have you got? I've two got one? two dry
2: cleaners. You're right. I've got two dry cleaners. I've got two butchers. Yeah. Two hairdressers. I had a friend who had two psychiatrists because he didn't trust either one of them, which probably Fingers, explains why it. he needed them.
0: Which explains why he's a friend of yours. I, <laughs> you see, I didn't quite hear
2: that.
0: I was just saying how well you're looking and how lovely <laughs> we hope your weekend's going to be. Oh,
2: that's very nice
0: Because I'm, I'm doing Kim Woodburn today.
2: Oh, are you? Yes. Oh, Kim, she's good, she yes, is. Yes, we like
0: her. She was an I'm a celebrity get me out of it. She was a bit tiddled, I think, on Come Time With Me. She had a... Uh, she was doing a, a great
2: Canadian show where she was kind of doing uh, How Clean Is Your House, but with this, this other guy. But they had to put subtitles on the screen. Every time she did an expression, oh, they they had she had to saying. put something on the screen to say. Oh, right. They didn't understand what she was saying. She's 67. She's good for it, isn't she? Good for that, isn't say
0: she? Mind you, oh, I'm good for mine. Well, I suppose you, know, you and her, you're born the same year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Christo is leaving the building. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Nice you're just doing you. a short week next week, then you're on holiday, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who's, that, who's covering for you? Do we know? I
2: think it's Nick Margerison. Oh, good. Uh, going to do some
0: of it, yeah. And who? Uh, yeah, Nick Margerison. Nick, that's lovely. Good. Look forward to that. Lots of discussions about religion and stuff, just to keep people going. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Quarter past five. <laughs> These are the headlines you're waking up to. A blast at an oil refinery in South Wales has left four people dead. It happened at the Chevron refinery in Pembroke Dock just before half past six last night. It's believed a fuel storage tank blew up. Boris Johnson says he doesn't believe there'll be strikes on the tube during the Olympics, answering questions from LBC's Nick Ferrari. The mayor's also denied harbouring ambitions of succeeding David Cameron. And Sony says it's looking into whether its computers have been hacked into again. In April, a group shut down the PlayStation network. Now, a group claims to have stolen a million passwords from the site sonypictures.com. let have a check on the roads for you this morning. It's Friday. It's Rachel Hardiman.
1: Thank you, Steve. Good morning. While well, starting in Paddington... <laughs>
0: Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past five. Do you know, I'm delighted. Every every time we mention something on the programme, at some point it happens. So I'll mention a story. The next thing, within a week, it appears in the paper. I raved last year about a show that I'd heard the soundtrack to, and it's called Rock of Ages. And it's a bit like Return to the Forbidden Planet, with a storyline running through, but all well-known rock anthems. And it was going great guns in America. And, and I raved about it because I'm playing the soundtrack like crazy in the car. I'm going to download Shrek, the musical, later on today. I found a copy upstairs. And I'm going to take that home and down- download it and bring the copy back in again because I want to listen to that and get familiar with the music. But on Rock of Ages, I suddenly heard last night that Justin Lee Collins is going into it and it opens in September. Well, I'm telling you, it's great. If you like rock anthems, Go to iTunes and check out Rock of Ages, because it's got some it's got some really good storylines running through it and some cracking bits of music. Definitely really, really good. So look out for that one, 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. Everybody the other day was talking about, again, something we talked about on the programme ages ago, and that's uh, Wilton's Music Hall. And they're in real trouble. I mean, they're really in trouble. And Paul says, I've read the reports about Wiltons on the LBC website. So much has been lost over the last few years. Hopefully some cash can be raised. Why can't they get lottery money? This is one of the last surviving music halls in this country. I mean, it is absolutely... I mean, there should be no shadow of a doubt in anybody's mind that we need to protect this. I mean, really. And if you saw the James Mason film, The London Nobody Knows, Paul says, I went to see it. Absolutely incredible. Hope you can go and take some pictures to put up. I know you're a great support supporter of theirs. And uh, he says, I also watched a Top of the Pops from 1976 on the telly last night, so you were right about the date. Ruby Flipper were active. There was only one track, The Boys danced By Themselves. <laughs> he says, Just think, if you'd passed that audition, things may have been so different. Because I did audition for Pan's People years ago. Well, I. Now- what a deluded child I must have been. What a deluded child. But uh, just think, if I'd got that, he said, we wouldn't be, we'd be deprived of you every day. But I'm, we're going to try and do something on Wiltons. We've, got, we've really got to do something about it, because I can see no reason why, with their millions for the lottery, they shouldn't divert two or three million into something that is just... I mean, it's just incredible. It's, it's a piece of our history that is vanishing. It's a surviving music hall. It's, it's sitting there. It's been a mission. It's been all sorts of things. It's a musical, for God's sake. They've got, what they should do is they should have all the money to put it back together again and bring all the experts in and all the artists and, and really get it functioning. Because I'll just see this horrible thing where, you know, a developer gets hold of it and the next thing, it's a block of blooming I mean, flats. Drive me mad. Uh, I'd better tell you about the DVDs, because you remember I went a bit peculiar last week. I had one of my turns and, uh, and I decided I want to know about life. I wanted to decide, I decided I wanted to know about, you know, where everything came from. Because uh, the God thing didn't quite sit with me very well, because I know that the Earth is billions of years old. And I think it's something like, is it, I think th- 13 billion years old? And we've been on the planet for something like, you know, a few hundred thousand years. So it's what, what happened to before? Where was it before? And, and I've been sent all sorts of literature, as you can well imagine, all with a religious theme. Now, you know, whilst I think it's quite nice to say, and I, I grew up at school being taught, and God created the earth, you know, and on the seventh day he rested, and I kept thinking, where the hell of where, Who invented God? Where did God come from? And uh, if you have red blooms, they're probably wrongly described. Pelagonium, says Christine. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Definitely, I know exactly what pelagoniums are. These are geraniums, it says so, on the label. And uh, Joanna says, "I love Kim. Please ask her on behalf of how many." Had to find a helpful declutterer in London. I'd love it if TV executives could find her another program. plays to her brilliance with people in dire domestic situations. What do you mean, people who are dirty? Oh God, I knew there was something. I've got... Blimey! Before I run through these DVDs, I've got a how low today. I've only got a blooming out. I knew something I'd forgotten. Oh dear! How can you forget that, Stephen? For goodness' you must be going mad. What's the matter with you? Pull yourself together. It's a how low... Oh, it's, a, it's an HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone. It's one of the most popular handsets on the market. It, it really looks lovely. Full-colour screen, does everything. Sings and dances, do your washing up for you. It'll turn itself into a washing machine, if you ask, nicely. 4.3-inch touch screen on this phone. All you've got to do is put, put your own SIM in, and you're, you're off and running. And so you can browse YouTube clips, Facebook photos. It's got the Android 2.2 operating system. It's got Bluetooth... Wi-Fi, an 8-megapixel camera, an HD video recorder, and a free voice-guided sat-nav. In a phone, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, years ago, they just made phone calls. Now, they're all singing, all dancing. Hammer's going to come down at 7 o'clock this morning on this one. To play it, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to Eight Two One. So, for example, if you think it's going to go for 30 pence, you text LBC 30 and send it to Treble Eight Two One. If you want to bid two pound eighty-three, which is highly unlikely, I should imagine, but you never can tell. It's LBC Two Eight Three, and send it to Treble Eight Two One. You come up with your own sum of pence that you think it's going to go for. The computer will tell you if you have a unique bid, which is lovely. This competition costs um, no, so it ends at seven a.m. Uh, you've got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? It absolutely sounds lovely. And uh, there you go. So, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Could be yours. Love it to be you. Love it to be you. Okay. So, uh, get your bids in as quick as possible. Uh, Right, the DVDs that I bought. I don't know, I sat there on the Sunday going through Amazon and tried to pick as many uh, DVDs about it. So, I, I bought David Attenborough's First Life, a landmark series investigating the origins of life on Earth. And he tells you where it all came from. Uh, we also bought Charles Darwin and the Tree of Life. There's a very good YouTube clip. And um, the, uh, the clip runs about six minutes. And in it, David Attenborough explains the origin of all life. So I bought that DVD. Then I bought the complete series of Lost World's Vanished Lives... Uh, this is looking at uh, all the things that we had before that aren't there now. State of the Planet by uh, David Attenborough. See, I went crackers. I mean, absolutely crackers. Then I bought Professor Brian Cox's Wonders of the Universe and Wonders of the Solar System. Oh, and I bought the King's Speech as well. So, so that's just a few DVDs to watch later on today. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. I've got so many DVDs to watch, but I don't mind, because they're all educational. If it's an educational one, I think it's fantastic. Rob says, please don't download Shrek. You might as well microwave the CD. Dreadful. Still loving the show here in New York via the iPad. Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm via the ipad i love my ipad i'm gonna listen to it but um, rock of ages is fantastic i'm really pleased that that's that's coming over here because when i first heard it i thought you're gonna love that show if if they if it plays big it's gonna go very well it's gonna be a cross between you know um i think yes i don't know it's like it's a rock musical but it's but it's but it's got a funny storyline in it, and it's got some really good. But you'll love it. You will love it. So uh, let me know, Rob, if you've seen Rock of Ages. Uh, Noreen, good morning. She says, hope the magic shows go off on Saturday. Only the one on Saturday with uh, with Graham Jolly. Uh, which is looking very promising. It's like He's really, really good. I mean, he's really... As anybody who came to the show at The Mermaid will testify, Graham Jolly is very good. Although for the Steve Allen Magical Mysteries, God, we've got some fantastic people lined up, including the great John Archer. I mean, we, we've, we've got so many people on that other show, it's, it's going to run till midnight, I should imagine, <laughs> if not later. And poor old June says, I, I managed to buy the last ticket for the afternoon Magic Circle show. Really, I wanted two. Have any of your listeners and fans got a spare ticket they want to sell? That was the one that sold out, isn't it? Is that Steve Allen's magical, magical Mysteries, Magic Circle Mysteries? That one sold out very, very quickly. Patsy went along to Little Italy, and Anthony says Steve Allen is the only LBC presenter he hasn't had in. He's got, uh, he's had James Whale, James Max, Clive Bull. They've all been in. James Max has been there. I want to go now. <laughs> and she says, Can you thank Anthony for his hospitality today? We had a wonderful lunch. Sorry? With... Oh, it's 30 seconds. Oh, right, sorry. Uh, with little Noah having his first grown up lunch, and so he loved it. All the staff were lovely, and Anthony's still a big fan, despite the fact that you haven't been there yet. I know. We do get a lot of fans for, uh, for the Steve Allen show, which is good. Say hello to Faye, also, will you? Thank you. So, uh, Happy days to everybody. Friday today, put your feet up, rest. I'm quite excited, actually. We took us ages to get the fountain working. We suddenly realised there was too much water in it.
1: LBC 97.3
0: Morning, everybody. Friday morning in London town. So I finally got round to doing my VAT yesterday. It's actually not as difficult as you first think. It's just I keep putting it off. I keep putting it off and putting it. And when I finally do it, I can do it in 10 minutes. Because now I've printed off one of my previous ones. I know exactly what I'm <laughs> filling in. But before then, I didn't have the faintest idea. So, I managed to do that. And uh, everybody very happy. Well, they will be when they get the money, I suppose. Uh, according to the uh, paper today, the only way is Essex Stars are facing the sack after demanding more money. Cast members, who include Mark Wright, bit of a bit of an umphalumper, James Arge Argent—that's the fat one, incidentally. No talent at all. Amy Childs, really the biggest drip that you've ever seen on television, and Sam Fayers—I don't know who she is. They're currently paid fifty quid a day which I think is far too much money. And so they've got a picture of uh, Amy Charles with Lizzie Cundy. Lizzie looks like the bad drag that never quite made it to the top of the female impersonator list. I mean, if you're going to wear an outfit like this, love, make sure it suits you. This one doesn't. Amy, you look ridiculous. Your fake hair, your big, fat, chubby cheeks, you look like a chipmunk. It's really not very attractive at all, but it's a lot better than the people who are currently masquerading on our television as intellectual people from Newcastle. Doesn't quite go together, does it? And here's somebody attractive from Newcastle. I'm sorry. You don't hear those said very often. Here's uh, Nicola T. And uh, she was out with uh, Celebrity Big Brother co-star Alex Reid. God, you're still touting your tired old body around, Alex. I can't believe it. Uh, Alex Reid, 35. Unfortunately, mental age, about seven, I suspect. I mean, really, you've had your five seconds of fame. I suspect now time to go home and stay home. Felt a bit sorry on The X Factor 2 last night. Because we had Scott Mills, some bloke I didn't know at the other end, and the ghastly Kerry Katona, who's looking more and more as though she's from wanted him from another planet. She looks as like though she's wanted him from some, some cheap space movie years ago with that funny hairstyle that they've given her, really really funny, and uh, and just that ghastly Liverpool accent, oh, really is awful. It just doesn't do anything for it at all. They found the most expensive kebab in the world, and uh, this expensive kebab is seven hundred and fifty quid. And it's got saffron. Pff, it's a kebab, for God's sake. You know, I mean, the most ghastly, revolting food you could ever eat is a kebab. That's why people only eat them when they're drunk. You don't eat them when you're sober. It's got milk-fed lamb and the world's most expensive chillies. And uh, the king of kebabs is a one-off. would cost around £750. I mean, tch, you know, to be honest, nobody's going to touch it with a bar for 750 quid. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, gypsies all over Britain are making their way to Appleby Fair. There's a lot of very butch-looking gypsies. People shouldn't judge me until they've walked my path. And, um, this is a girl who's going on there, so they're going to... I mean, it is rough up there. It is rough. There's no two ways in it. You do get a lot of girls dressing as hookers and really dressing very, very badly. We've seen them on the television, but apparently that's what they do to try and get a fella. And then you look at some of the fellas that they have to end up with. Oh, my God, fellas. I mean, you wouldn't, would you? Not if your life depended on it. Uh, front of a lot of the papers today... Story about the X Factor, which I'll leave you to find out later on. Actually, we're all saying the not the X Factor, Britain's Got Talent. But we were saying the other day, and I watched it again last night. There's no talent on there. There's no talent when when they said, and I. Now you're, you're going to laugh at this, but I think it's true. They've got the woman on there with the singing dog. So she starts singing, and then she puts her hand under this dog. I think she's pinching its bottom, and this dog goes ah it's not singing this dog is not if she thinks that's singing she's more bloody deluded than i thought she was this is not a singing dog it's a dog that's yelping it's a dog that's going put me down you crazy old bag that's what it is it's it, it is not it's not a singing dog and you've got a few dancers on there and you've got a few I mean, there's just nobody of any interest I mean, there is nobody of any interest. I mean, I can't, I can't think of anybody who's going to win. There's this, there's this uh, little kid, uh, Ronan, who they say is is very good, but he's twelve. So when his voice breaks, you know, they, I mean, if, if they're going to sort of do anything with him, they better do it blooming quick because any day now, I can't remember what time or what time, or what age my voice broke. Some of you might say it probably hasn't, but uh, and I can't remember. And all of a sudden it goes from la 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 to la la la, la 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 like that. So the moment he, he goes like that, it's going to be a little bit frightening. And, um, a little bit frightening me. Galileo, 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 Figaro. There's a teabag. Thank you. Teabag. Thank uh, you. I'll give you my cup to take in case there aren't any cups up there. OK. OK. Three sugar? Sorry? Yeah, the usual. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh Princess Beatrice's hat. Uh thank you for that one, K. I can't open these things up in the studio, that's the only problem with those. Which is a bit of a shame, but never mind. Uh, Rob says, Rock of Ages is great for big rock anthems, and many have appeared on Glee as a result. Shrek, just not good. I I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. I, sh- I shall reserve judgement, but Rock of Ages, I-, I can't wait. Just a small town boy, living in crazy world. <laughs> I quite like it. I don't sing it very well, but, I mean, who cares? I'm not employed to sing songs to you in the morning. A little bit worried, because somebody is... Every time somebody goes abroad and they come back to LBC, it's traditional that they bring back sweets. I mean, to be honest with you, most of them just go to Mr Modi on the corner and buy the sweets and bring them in an here and go, sweets, back from France, you know, or wherever it happens to be. Uh, except we've actually found, found a new one today. Uh, cucumber, sliced and in the usual place. Direct from Germany, and uh, we're willing to give it away free. They now think it's not in the cucumbers, so we're quite safe giving cucumbers away. Uh, Steve, what a waste of a valuable spot on Britain's Got Talent with those chihuahuas. A far more talented act has been dumped to make way for them. I went to Priscilla again, says Bridget. There's a surprise, Bridget. What is this? She must... I've lost track. She's been over t- over 30 times, I think. Over 30... T- she loves this show so much. She said, again, and my friend Judith and I ended up dancing on the stage with the cast. <laughs> you can't keep her off this- If ever you go to see... Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and somebody gets up dancing on stage, there's a very good chance it'll be Bridget. She can't keep away from it. She absolutely loves it. Loves it. Uh, Chris sent me in some some items from the papers which are of interest. First of all, uh, the obituary column was Janet Brown, best known for her impersonation. Uh, She also wove Thatcher-style put-downs in her act, earning the respect from the Iron Lady... And, uh, she was born in 1923, so she was 87. I loved Janet Brown. I loved her. And, uh, Deborah Ross, talking about Cheryl Cole, she said, do you think she hasn't had to work at her hair and dimples? She said, Cheryl Cole has become my pet worry. I think she's everybody's bit of a worry. And will the curtain fall on the world's oldest musical? Here it is. Again, it's been refused national lottery funding. Who is this? person at the National Lottery who is refusing funding to Wilton's Music Hall in Wapping in East London. I mean, they, they, they were rejected in 2007. Uh, they were told that the project was sound and they should try again. Four years on, they've been turned down again. I mean, you know, and yet they hand out lottery funding. I thought the whole idea was about the lottery. I mean, forgive me if I... Perhaps I've got this wrong. It's to save things, not to give to barking mad overseas groups who want to come here and sponge off the system which they tend to give money to. I thought the whole idea of the of the lottery funding is to save things like this. I can't understand why they wouldn't want to save things like this. I mean, you want to find out, who is the prat down at the National Lottery, I'm sorry to use the word lottery, and who, who said, no, I'm terribly sorry, we're not going to give you any money. Who is it? Who is it? I mean, one anonymous donor has given them 20,000 quid. I mean, I find it absolutely unbelievable that... Um, that the Heritage Lottery Fund have refused 3.8 million. A drop in the ocean, ladies and gentlemen, to save the world's oldest music hall. It's a piece of blooming... What is the matter with them at the Heritage Lottery Fund? You've got something else to do, have you, that's bigger and better than this? Pull your bloody fingers out, for God's sake. It's just appalling that they have it. 3.8 million is nothing. It's nothing. I mean, to be honest with you, I think every actor who's ever appeared on stage should give a 100 quid. 100 quid is nothing to a lot of these rich people. Simon Cowell, could, Simon Cowell could single-handedly save Wilton's musical. David Beckham could give a million quid and not see it, but they won't. Because there's too, too many other things I suppose to give money to. Perhaps they should give it over, Wilton's musical, to the, um, to the people who get the money from the Royal Variety. You know, and then, then they could look after it. I mean, they, I mean, they say here... You know, it, it it could miss out again, and it's threatened with demolition if repairs to its dilapidated outer shell can't be completed. It opened in 1858. It's the only one surviving in the world. What's the matter with the heritage lottery? I mean, you know, you can't you can't even get your head around their th- their rank stupidity, can you? I can't. I abs. I'm just beggars belief. This is London. You know, why don't we have people standing on street corners with tins? You know, you know. G- I'll I'll give money. I'll give money. Andy Heyman's going to be reviewing the papers for Nick Ferrari this morning. And uh, with statistics revealing that only one in five people convicted of unlawfully carrying a knife go to jail, Nick will be asking if we're just too lenient on offenders. Too right we are. Also, as the E. coli outbreak reaches the UK, Nick will be telling you what precautions you should be taking to stay safe. Finally, as John Venable's case is coming up for review, should someone in his position ever be considered for parole? All of that and more with Nick Ferrari this morning at seven. Uh, The Sun are talking about uh, Ashley wearing Cheryl's wedding ring. Oh, go away, you drippy little nothing, honestly. Two of you together, you're, you're, you're worth it. And here's this bank worker who held up People in uh, Watford for three hours while he lied through his teeth and said he had a bomb strapped to his leg. And, of course, you can't risk things like that. And in the end, this man's quite clearly a bloody idiot. Bloody, why, why has he not been charged? I mean, luckily, people at Watford are very good-natured. Most of them had no idea that anything was going on at all. But uh, he's named locally as Mohammed. He apparently used to be employed by the bank. And uh, then he wasn't, and then his relationship collapsed. And apparently, he likes cars and girls. <laughs> so... Do you know, I tell you, our prisons are full of idiots, aren't they? Absolutely full of complete, complete buffoons, I'm afraid. Uh, It's back on. That's uh, Ashley Cole's wedding ring. That'll be Ashley the cheater. Remember him? Never mind, Sheriff, that's the best you can get, love. Off you go. Uh, Frankie Boyle. He's always rude about everybody. And um, (laughs) he said, Cher Lloyd. Remember Cher Lloyd? She's apparently still out there still dragging her weary little carcass around. Her first video shoot ended in disaster when the studio caught fire. He said it could have been a lot worse. She could have finished the video. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, but so funny. And um, he talks about britain, uh, Britain's britain got talent and Simon Cowell turning up with a left eye that wouldn't open properly. He appears to have had quite, <laughs> quite a bit of surgery this time round. I love it, though. I love it. I think it's great. And uh, what have we got here? Oh, it's a picture of... Sarah Harding again. Sarah Love, why don't you just stay in? You're way too old to be going out to parties at your age. And she was leaving the Mayfair Hotel. You know, The more I hear about the Mayfair Hotel, the more I think I'm so glad I've never been there. It's got people like there. Apparently, meanwhile, her Girls Allow bandmate, Nicola Roberts, does smile for once in a video for her single. Nicola Roberts is making a comeback. Good Lord. She was the one, of course, that ended up putting in her because somebody dropped out. And everybody thought she looked like a geisha. She was so pale. But Sarah Love, stay at home. Your five seconds are up, OK? We don't want to see you anymore. Just, Just stay at home. Do, do something interesting. Take up knitting, macrame, do anything. Just stay out of the blooming limelight, because we're very bored with you. Bored of your, your sort of non-ambitional rants about, oh, I'm going to go to Hollywood and do this. We're still waiting for Vernon Kay to leave the country. I mean, I've even offered the ticket, but it's not making any difference at all, is it? He won't go and he won't take that ghastly wife of his with him, so we're still stuck with him for a few more years, I suppose. But at least it's uh, people like Brucey who got back on the television. And people go, oh, no, you shouldn't have Bruce on the television. Of course you should. you look at the likes of Vernon Kay and Sarah Harding. I'm very grateful we have got people like Bruce Forsyth. Thank you very much indeed. Somebody at least who's got talent and can do something. You turn on the Anywhere's Essex and they've got no talent whatsoever. They just sort of think if you turn up to a disco, that means having talent. And apparently, because they're only on 50 quid a day, uh, it means that they need to boost their earnings. What did they do before this programme came along? Were well, they all on benefits or something? Why do they need to boost their earnings? And so some of them can get ten grand for turning up at a disco. Well, that's riveting, isn't it? I can't imagine why anybody standing in disco and you're completely three sheets to the wind. I don't want to see any of those old things that they drag out from anywhere's Essex. I really can't think of anything worse. And tonight we've got Amy Child. Give us some money back. You know she doesn't do anything. Ah, to- uh, bit thick, isn't she? Uh, more on Britain's Got Talent. The Scots singer Jai McDowell and the comedy dancer Stephen Hall went through to the final. Uh, which is good news there, I suppose, that uh, out goes the uh, the dog act, Mexican Mayhem, with the two chihuahuas. I can't bear hours. I cannot bear them. Dogs that really, frankly, you can do decent things with. Shuck them off a bridge or something, I don't know. I can't bear them. I can't bear little dogs. I don't do little... <coughs> Just shut up. Never going to find a chihuahua herding sheep, are you? Uh, But, uh, and Scott Mills, quite rightly, I think it was Scott, said the other day, I don't want to see another dog act on the television. Quite clearly listening to this programme again, because I said, if I see another dog act, it'll be a programme about Land. It'll be far too soon, so I really don't want to see any more dog acts. Dogs that dance on their back legs, dogs that sort of attempt to sing, whereas, in fact, they're not singing. I just don't want to see dogs on the television. Cats, I don't mind, but nothing, I'm afraid, with dogs. Quarter to six. (laughs) These are the headlines. Four people have been killed in an explosion at an oil refinery in South Wales. The blast happened in a storage tank where maintenance was being carried out at the Chevron refinery in Pembroke Dock. It's been confirmed that three people in the US have been infected with the European E. coli bacteria. Health officials say seven people here have also been affected. It's suspected that raw tomatoes, cucumber and lettuce may be the source of the extremely rare form of the germ. And the government's to centralise the way it buys goods and services across different departments in a bid to cut cost. It follows an efficiency review carried out last October by the retail tycoon Sir Philip Green, which concluded the government was not making the most of its scale buying power and credit rating. let have a check on the roads for you this morning. Rachel Hardiman.
1: Thanks, Steve. It's not looking uh, too bad at the moment. Biggest conversation.
0: Morning, every 12 minutes to uh, six is the time. Let me just uh, remind you again... ...of my uh, how low for today. It's the HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone. This is one of the most popular handsets on the market. It's got a 4.3-inch touch screen, full colour, great for browsing YouTube videos, Facebook photos. It's an Android phone. It's got the 2.2 operating system. It's got Bluetooth, it's got Wi-Fi, an 8-megapixel camera, HD video recorder and a free voice-guided sat-nav. It's got everything. All you have to do is make sure you're the person with the lowest unique bid. The lowest unique bid means it's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The hammer's going to come down at seven o'clock this morning. To play this one, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid, for example, one pound thirty two, you text LBC one three two and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid forty eight pence, you text LBC forty eight and send it to 88821. This competition finishes at 7am this morning. You must be over 16, please. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. If the music hall closes, will it get demolished and will developers move in, says Tony? Yes. They need some money to shore up the front of it, to make sure that the actual structure, once they've got the outside sorted out, they'll be all right for the inside. Letting the Hoff judge an impressionist on Britain's Got Talent is like asking a blind man to judge a magician. He didn't know who half the characters were, said Malcolm. No, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of uh, of the Hoff, I'm afraid. Um, a man full of his own self-importance, and nothing, a silly old fool who ran up the beach with a lot of women in bikinis, trying desperately to keep up with them, looking like the <laughs> oldest turkey in the shop, I'm afraid. So I was, I'm was. i not a big fan of his. You know, he sort of dresses up. He's, he's a bit of a silly character. He's a bit like... He's like most of these Americans that we get over here. They're all they're all sort of plenty of bravado and funny and this and that, whereas really they're just terribly sad and sort of relying on us because their own country's not interested in them.
1: Oh, I think he looks terrible.
0: Well I think he looks dreadful. He looks like he's caked in makeup. Yes. And, and
1: Botoxed and, and all sort of pushed back and he's constantly mentioning his new girlfriend.
0: Yes, have you seen it? Yes I have. Young. She's Welsh. Is she? I could only say that. I mean, in, in Wales, I mean, there are l- lots of girls who look like that.
1: Pretty girls come from Wales. There's pretty
0: girls come from Wales, and also some of the other girls come from Wales as well.
1: In fact, it was quite funny on that. Imogen's
0: Welsh, but I mean, it's a very Welsh name, isn't it, Imogen?
1: Imogen, yeah. Imogen, yes, very Welsh. The, on that Britain's Got Imogen Thomas laughs.
0: is an even more Welsh name, isn't it? As Sounds is, very Welsh. As is
1: Dylan Thomas.
0: Dylan Thomas as well. <laughs> He's
1: very Welsh. And Richard Burton was Welsh.
0: They're doing a film... Well, there's a book out about Richard Burton now. What, what, what can you say about him? As been said before, he was a drunk. Uh, he was a great actor, but he was drunk most of the time. And he married Elizabeth Taylor twice. Mm. He was and a prankster. I think they both well. drank to excess.
1: There's quite an interesting article in the Julie Andrews book, uh, which, where she tells the story about working with him on, uh, you know, the Nights of the Red Table. What was the, the, the one... the, the stage Camelot. play Camelot, thank you. And he was extremely good. You're amazing, Light, aren't you? Really, sometimes it's a gift. You belong in a music hall, <laughs> uh, preferably when they're throwing <laughs> Spanish tomatoes. Um, but he—he he was a very, very difficult actor and very, very controlling. He mm. was Richard Burton, and you knew it. And even she says that several times in her. He book. had one
0: of those voices. It was very dark. Hmm. You know, we we all get them after a while. You know,
1: in fact, when you go to Luxor. And you do the sound and light at the temple of His Luxor. Voice. It's Richard Burton's voice. Yeah.
0: I think that's clever, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm wonderful. hoping when I die, they'll use my voice for something. Mind the gap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Window three. <laughs> Checkout seven. You, I could do all of those. You could do the please. You
1: could do the talking clock.
0: Yeah.
1: At The third stroke, it will be five, 51 and 39 seconds. Yeah.
0: Beep. Clyde Bull is on the LBC talking clock. Is he? Yes, yes, he did it years ago. It takes forever to record it, because you've got to record a 24-hour clock. You've got to do one, two, three, and you Mm. do that all the way through, and then you go 12, six. You've got to do every combination of it. It takes It's not just a simple matter of reading the numbers (laughs) out. It's so complicated. It must be the
1: same, though, on the Underground and the buses, where, you know, she says, the next stop is Wilton Road. How or, does she
0: know? She's not even on the bus. But, How does but, she know?
1: CCTV. CC,
0: she's sitting there with CCTV. Yeah, she is. She's I want her to do room. that. The next bus. Wait, hold on a sec. Well, where's this bus going? <laughs> is Richmond. <laughs> Richmond. I think there's a whole
1: <laughs> bank of people, and someone's saying, You, do the 29 bus now. It's yeah. pulling oh, into my Leicester God. Square. Because
0: I tell you the one thing they've never managed to achieve, and that's coherent uh, announcements on radio, on, on uh, railway stations. You can stand there. <laughs> 16. And you think, I'm sorry, what did they say? They've never managed to get it right. It's some blow... Sometimes they can't even... You, you get them on the train. I won't do any of the accents, because they're quite funny. But uh, this morning, ladies it's these... Welcome along to the 8.20, to Reading. We'll be stopping at so-and-so. And then they get carried away with the sound of their own voice. My name's Matilda, and I shall be walking <laughs> through the train. I'm currently located in the middle carriage. I thought, well, that's useful if you're foreign. Well, you don't even know where the middle is of this train.
1: The one on the embankment always tells you to mind the gap, and it is a very big gap at Embankment Station. My Aunt
0: Enid stepped off a train, went straight down underneath oh, it. It's would slither. You, you have to try and pull her back out again. It's a, she, she enjoyed it. She started then throwing herself into the gap.
1: But isn't Auntie Enid in the new X-Men film? She wanted I thought she was going to be one of those things that dissolves into water.
0: <laughs> well, no. she's. I bought um, a very good um, DVD the other day. It's all about railways. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the necropolis. Ra- he's obviously a, a radio fanatic. Did you bring my book? Sorry?
1: My book? No. On the necropolis no, railway? No, I didn't. For I all didn't discuss because
0: you didn't send me a thing reminding me last oh, okay. night so I can go through the car. <laughs> I'll send you one tomorrow. What I'll do is I'll I'll bring you in the <laughs> um because it showed where it was and it was down at Waterloo mm. originally mm. and there's a building there. We need to go for a walk down there actually at Waterloo one day. We'll we'll do it on a Friday. We'll go and have a walk down there. Yes. I could show you this ninety this old road. Yeah, the lovely road. lovely uh, road and the Necropolis and Railways Railways offices.
1: Yeah. Take some pictures.
0: Yes. Which is we need some pictures of I think uh of the of the musical, which is a lot oh of yeah, worries. I'd love to
1: go and see that. Why didn't Simon, like you said earlier, why doesn't Simon put up the money?
0: Because it's so easy for all these people who've got loads of money. I mean, if he wanted to, Simon could dip into his fortune, like loads of loads of rich people, and do it. But they tend not to because they've got commitments to uh, to other things. You can't then put pressure on somebody and say, well, you know, with all your money. I mean, if, if I'd won the lottery, I, I would I would sort that out. Well, only the people if you won the lottery, a lot of money, yeah, but the people at the lottery should do it.
1: They should actually saving Maybe our 3.8 heritage. Three point
0: eight million it's to save a bit of heritage for the mayor of London should come up with money.
1: If, if the lottery did it, and then they said, look, we'll pay for the preservation, but someone's got to take it over, someone like mm. S- Simon Cow, and it could become the home of Britain's
0: Got Talent. Oh, no, you don't want that lot in there.
1: Well, it's only two Probably. weeks of the year.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's, the trouble is the building's too fragile, that's the trouble. But it won't be once they fix it up. Yeah. But it's, it's. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It is, you know, a, a fantastic building, and it, it should be saved and preserved, and, and everything else... Uh Paul says... Uh, good morning, Steve. Can't agree with you more about Graham Jolly. Absolutely brilliant at The Mermaid. Also, you missed a fantastic programme on TV last night about The Elephant Man. Yes, they went down to have a look at, um, Paul... J- John Merrick... Paul Merrick's skeleton.
1: Yes, which is in the London Hospital.
0: How awful. You know, after you've died, and then they get your skeleton out, and people have a good old nosy around. I think he left... Not very nice. I think he left it to them, though. Well, how is this possible to leave your own body? <laughs> well, you can. I'm, I'm leaving my body to science.
1: In the National History Museum. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm going, to, I'm going to be in a glass case. With the dinosaur. Dressed with a microphone. They're going to go, he always wanted <laughs> to be stuffed. And here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff and nonsense. Yeah. Paul Rin High Wickham says you've now got me singing Don't Stop Believing. Da, da, da. From Glee? Well, it's not from Glee, really. It's no. an old rock anthem. So said I used to follow all the latest and up-to-the-minute pop groups, music, celebrities and so on, but now I wouldn't follow anything. It's weird. But I've got all the songs on my iPod. Now, that is peculiar. But I, I sing along. If, if, if you get Rock of Ages out, it's good. Lovely pictures of Larry Hagman the other day and Linda Gray. He oh. was riding a horse. And he was going to auction off a load of his stuff. He's got art and everything else. She looks
1: marvellous, doesn't she? she does, well, they
0: both look quite good, actually. Old Larry Hagman. I mean, he must be... Because his wife's got Alzheimer's, I think. Mm. I remember reading that in a in a magazine a while ago. But, uh, I quite like Larry Hagman. He's auctioning off his boots and his Stetsons and his hats. Yeah, and he's got so because I remember him originally from I Dream of Genie. In fact, where is that that they're doing that? America.
1: I know it's a big country, Steve. Beverly it looked Hills. like. Uh, oh, was it Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills, Hills yes. That's for Drive, then. Yeah. Oh, I thought it looked like Arizona actually to me.
0: Looked like looked like my place.
1: It's Twickenham High Street.
0: <laughs> it's my late husband Martin Greensmith's golf memorial game today at Cruise Hill Enfield, says Viv. He'd say hello to my son Charlie, who's going to tee off at 12 o'clock, and thank you to all those who are coming today and lending their support. It's going to be glorious. It got very hot yesterday, and we, we, we put the fountain thing up and we, we connected up the pump. We cleaned it all out, cleaned up the algae and everything else, and lended all of that. And then we, we put the pump in, and it was fine for a few minutes. You got the sheet of water, then it started throwing it out the top, it was all over the place, was a mess in the water. And anyway, I suddenly discovered it's the amount of water in there. The amount mm-hmm. of water in there determines how much it throws out, and we had too much. But these water fountains get through about a liter a day through evaporation and everything yes, else. They do. You could, you could even filling up but You just think you put a water feature in and you just leave it. No, you've got to keep topping it up.
1: Yeah, because it evaporates. The it's air.
0: exhausting. I tell you, my life is revolving around a watering can. <laughs> I'm not having it. So, listen. What would do, We take a short break. And uh, then we shall come back with more. John's got a, a book recommendation for you.
1: And a destination.
0: And a destination. It's got a destination as well. Aren't you lucky? A destination and a book, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we'll do that after the uh, the news as well. Oh, and the world's smelliest flower is in bloom. It only comes out, I think, once every God knows how long. And it's quite disgusting, but quite fascinating at the same time. It's a bit like me, really. Are you tired of being ignored by your current... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Couldn't agree with you. Oh, so we just read that one <laughs> from Paul. I'm happily reading the same things twice now because uh, Graham Jolly was very, very good at The Mermaid. He's also coming up, I believe, on a Penn Teller show. And uh, we've got a select little crowd tomorrow night down at the Magic Circle. And then in a few weeks' time, we've got the, uh, the Steve Allen mysteries, which is sold out. That's for charity which is good. Details on steveallanshow.com. News at six approaches in a matter of minutes, and then we're back with more from the papers, more of your texts and emails, and don't forget my special How Low today. It's the HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone. It'll be yours for pennies.
1: On FM, Arben Point 3.
0: Morning, every eight minutes past six, Hugh tells me that they know the bus location via GPS. Because apparently, if, if you use your mobile phone, they mm-hmm. know where you are all the time. I know where Hugh is at this precise moment. Yes, it's amazing, isn't it? And the, it's that, on the farm.
1: That really is Big Brother, isn't it, with the mobile phone? Yes. Because you can't turn up in a court and say, but I wasn't there. And they go, yes, you were.
0: Your telephone yes. said you were exactly
1: that point at that time.
0: Yeah. I, I quite like the idea, because if ever I get lost, then at least I'll know that they can find me through the uh, through the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> what,
1: are you going to wander off into the desert? I don't know. <laughs> like Mark Thatcher.
0: But, oh, Lord. <clears throat> Nothing like Mark Thatcher. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, Amy Winehouse has, uh, has left rehab. In, out, in, out, in. These people who live in rehab now. She's always in rehab, I know, though. she just Perhaps she likes it in there. But
1: I think it would be nice if Amy Winehouse actually did a new album, so that we could all, you know, yeah. she can't dine out on that same album forever. I mean, I know she's obviously made quite a lot of money, and, and it did do very well, Back to Black. Mm. But I think it's time that she did, you know, it might do her good to produce some new music yeah. for everyone to sort of continue loving Amy Winehouse.
0: Elton John showing off his uh, son, <coughs> Zachary, during a trip to Venice with a uh, partner, or should we call them boyfriend, David Furnish. Why don't we have to say partner all the time? It sounds so clinical, doesn't it? This is my partner. It's your boyfriend, dear. <laughs> Tell everybody it's your boyfriend.
1: It is the new thing, though, isn't it? Everybody partner. calls it. Even husbands and wives or people that aren't married, they will say, oh, this is my partner, Bill. This well, is my partner, well, I always, June. I always think
0: partner in, it means that you're not married.
1: I always thought a partner meant that it was you were business partners.
0: Well, did you? Yes. Got news for you. I mean, something completely <laughs> different. But apparently, the couple are on the shortlist for Celebrity Dad of the Year. Oh, spare <laughs> spare us. me, please. Plus. James Bond is going to make a comeback. Shaken, not stirred. And um, they reckon that Daniel Craig, credited with reinvigorating him, will return for his third performance.
1: Yes, I like Daniel Craig as James yes.
0: Bond. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not bothered either way. I'm, I quite like quite likely the Bond is, is coming back.
1: I think it's the 50th anniversary of Bond this year, towards the end of October. I think it's the anniversary of Doctor No, uh, which was the first Bond film. And, mm-hmm. and the nice thing about Daniel Craig... It's
0: the 23rd Bond movie.
1: It's the 23rd Bond movie, but yeah. it, it's I think it's 50 years since the first one, isn't it? You don't know doesn't that. Say. We don't know that information. not say.
0: <laughs> I'm sure David Attenborough would know that
1: on one of your DVDs.
0: I do hope so. <laughs> I should be checking. If he doesn't know, I'm going to be absolutely gutted.
1: The nice thing about the way Daniel Craig plays uh, Bond is it takes it back to how Bond is actually written in the books, because he wasn't all the slick uh, Sean Connery and all of that, he was a, quite a rough diamond, and that's why that uh, representation of it that they're pursuing now is very, very good. But the last film I thought was a bit rubbish.
0: What was the last one?
1: It was a follow-up to the previous one. I can't remember what they followed-up to the previous <laughs> because they were, should have been one. watched back-to-back be because back, they were recorded more or less at the Quantum same time. Quantum Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. yeah. Nobody understood the title. Stupid
0: title. What do it mean? T-
1: The first ten minutes in the cinema was impossible to watch because it was a car chase, Um. but it was blurred because it was so fast and you felt like you were actually travelling in the car.
0: Carrie Katona reckons she'd be perfect to judge the X Factor. I'd shake up that show and no end, she told a source while lurching over a bar stool at Marbella. <laughs> and she wonders why the, why the <coughs> call hasn't come, I'm afraid. Well,
1: she's in Marbella,
0: is she? Well, she doesn't actually work. Well, I think she's back, because she was on the, the X Factor... Uh, the Britain's Got Talent panel last night. The trouble is, with that ridiculous hairstyle they've given her, she looks like a short squat version of Brigitte Nielsen.
1: I never watched her, that, that programme. I don't no. like it, actually. But I thought that... I saw that Jordan and Leandro, they were in down there in Marbella as well, with the kids having a family holiday.
0: These poor children, they're going to grow up so confused about. This is Mummy's new friend. That was Mummy's old friend. This is Mummy's ex husband. This is, mu- uh, you know, small <laughs> wonder they're going to be screwed up but she's uh, parading them in front of the television cameras all the time. It
1: always used to be, oh, this is um, Uncle Jim. This is Uncle Bob. Yeah. This is Uncle Alex. Here's somebody didn't doesn't it?
0: speak any English, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this will be a useful one, won't it, for you? Oh dear. Uh, the mirror, they've got. Um, <clears throat> Various allegations about Britain's Got Talent. They've got this little 12-year-old lad in there. He's very theatrical, this boy. What's his name, that boy? Um, Ronan. He's very good, actually. His name's Ronan Park. The choice. He's just a (laughs) little bit affected. You know, and I mean that in a caring way. Are
1: you referring to his Justin Bieber haircut?
0: It just looks a bit odd. And he's a little bit... I can't quite put my finger on it. Can't quite put my finger on the fact that... He doesn't seem like any other 12-year-old. He looks as though he probably could have been a chorister.
1: Yes, he, he could he well could be. He's a got chorister. the voice. Yeah. Yeah, he is very good. He's, he's got a great little voice there. He's yeah, very popular.
0: But he's, he's 12. I mean, I don't know whether or not there's a future for somebody like that. The answer is when his voice breaks. No, there's not.
1: No, but at the, remember, this is all about just singing for the Queen, isn't it, at the Royal uh, Variety Performance? If,
0: if, if he wins, the time it gets to the Royal Variety Performance, his voice might have broken by the time we get there. Well, and, so he can, and here is Ronan hello. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to ruin it completely. Because he's only interesting <laughs> while he's singing like that, I suppose. Unless I'm, unless I'm wrong and his voice has, has broken already. But uh, he does wear the funniest outfits for a boy of 12. Yes, he does. I've never seen a 12-year-old boy wearing clothes like this before. I think his mum
1: and dad are lovely. Yeah. They're really, really lovely people. Yes. Oh, well, I bet they're very proud of their little boy. I'm sure they are. So they should be. I'm sure they're absolutely... He's done very, very well.
0: I don't think you should put 12-year-old on the television, though.
1: No, I don't either, actually. Well, I'm a bit funny I don't like Although... see
0: dancing dogs or 12 year olds <laughs> or anything else. Or preferably do dancing that.
1: dogs with 12 year olds. <laughs> that would be more, more of, of a, a worry. <laughs> Are and you worried about the E. coli, talking of worries?
0: I don't eat cucumbers. It's not just cucumbers, they Well, they're it's saying. mainly cucumber, isn't
1: it? <laughs> well, they're, they're saying it's the Spanish cucumbers, and the Russians are now saying, no more food from the EU. Yeah. And we're saying, and it's funny, I went, when I did go to the supermarket last night, hadn't listened to the reports on LBC, um, I did start looking at where produce comes from. Yes,
0: you, well, it should say on, on every it packet. It does,
1: and I tell you what, the broccoli was from Spain, Yeah, the courgettes were from Spain. Yes.
0: It's well, cabbage. most of the tomatoes come from the canaries.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, my tomatoes I bought were Spanish. I got to the point where I thought, I've got to buy Spanish. Yes. It's Very difficult there is.
0: now. I mean, you, you can buy British. You can buy British. Lovely picture in Clemmie uh, Moody's 3am <coughs> column today of Ellen Rivas. That's Ellen the waitress, Ellen, who uh, is still trying to get a job somewhere. And she's out with, um, um, who's that thing that we went to see Julie Andrews with? I can't remember, I just mentioned a moment ago, but uh, wearing an inappropriate dress. And somebody said here, somebody must have told Ellen Rivas that she'd even look good in a bin bag and she believed it. You don't, dear. But there you go. You see, you get all these girls now that turn up to sort of the parties and all the rest of it. They don't actually work for a living. They just turn up and then eventually they hope they get a reality show or something like that. And poor little Ellen Rivas. I mean, really, dear, your 30 seconds is up. Go home. Stay home. And can you take uh, Sarah Harding with you? Can you take Kerry Katona and, uh, and Lizzie Cundy is the other one? Can you take her with you and drop her off in the ocean on the way over, OK? Because, I mean, she has got the most peculiar face you've ever seen in your life. It's a real hard face. Lizzie? Lizzie. Oh, dear. I mean, you've it really her. is. It's a minging face. I don't want to be rude. You know, I'm being, I'm being kind. It's not, it's not what you call a natural-looking face. I, I
1: wouldn't like to hear you're being rude. No,
0: you wouldn't. If you heard me being rude, you wouldn't believe it. I'm much nicer. Quarter past six. <laughs> have a check on the uh, latest news with Clemency Norris.
1: Thanks, Steve. Boris Johnson's told Londoners he doesn't believe there'll be any... Sp-
0: Morning, every, They've got a picture in the paper today of a guy dangling from the edge of a, of a piece of... Uh, looks like a piece of string across a canyon. And, and it's uh, Andy Lewis, who's on a 45-foot nylon wire over a 100-foot ravine. There is nothing under God's earth that will get me to do this. And he spurns safety... Uh, he says it isn't risky. He says because because I lose my balance doesn't mean I won't catch the line. And so he drops, and as he drops, he grabs hold of it. Well, it makes me feel ill to look at it. I can't bear heights. I can't bear heights at all. No. And you look at it, and you look at this huge drop into this this canyon below, mm. and you think, oh, no.
1: When I was in... Uh, Las Vegas last. I went down to the Hoover Dam. Did you, oh, go, yeah. down?
0: Did you go down? Uh, d- we didn't go down. We actually flew in over. Oh, you, def- you flew yes. over it, yeah. If you we were go... preparing to drop a couple of the passengers off on the way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the ones that hadn't quite paid <laughs> their the airport like.
1: tax. The, uh, the Hoover Dam, uh, they were building this road that goes across the top of it. Oh, right. And there were men hanging, yes. suspended yes. from this this construction. And I looked up and I thought, they they couldn't pay me enough money to no. do that. You've There's seen the no picture way. of
0: when they were constu- constructing the Empire State Building of men standing on girders mm. which, which, uh, with no safety lines. Yeah, I know. Just it's, standing on a... Go- I, mean, I, f- I mean, it's making me feel quite queasy now. They're building. I'm just sh- sitting on a chair.
1: They're building the Shard, aren't they? Which is that huge building over just on yeah. the other side of the river. And they, last night there was a snippet about these guys who were putting the windows, the the, the building up the glass oh,
0: up the building. Nothing on earth.
1: And they said it's a bit risky, so because it's a safety episode, we're all the way up. We've got a little harness, and we have to lean out of this massive no, structure not for me. to put the, the glass in. No, it's it's great big pieces no, of I'm glass. Sorry.
0: I couldn't even crawl up scaffolding. I can't even do step ladders. If you've got more than two steps, that's it, I'm done for.
1: It's just as you live in a flat, really, isn't
0: it? It is, but I don't go anywhere near windows. <laughs> uh, Acorn Tennis Club at Cannons Park are having a charity tournament on Sunday. <laughs> uh, proceeds to Maggie's Cancer Centre at Charing Cross Hospital. Thank you, Steve and, uh, and Bev. And uh, happy birthday today. Uh, and that's John in Kent. He said, especially as we're both 44... I don't know what you want to age me for. I'm not 44. I'm nowhere near 44. You're 40. Exactly. I'm just mm. 40. Absolutely. Ridiculous. People going on about it. The HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone is on my Low 4 today. It's very nice, actually. Android 2.2 operating system. I say that like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. But I know it's very good. It's got a 4.3-inch touchscreen. It is very nice. It's got, uh, you can view YouTube clips, Facebook photos. It's got an 8 megapixel camera, Bluetooth Wi-Fi, HD video recorder, free voice-guided sat-nav. You'll get it for pennies. OK, Hammer comes down at 7 o'clock this morning, which is about 40 minutes away. To play this one, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid...
1: pound sixteen,
0: You text LBC 116 and send it to eight two one. If you want to bid... 56 pence... You text LBC56 in a text and send it to eight two one. So you've got just under 40 minutes now to get your bids in, because the competition finishes at 7am. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Lovely, lovely prize. Uh, People are worried about E. coli and only want to buy British veg. Must be careful of labelling. If it says packaged in the UK, it doesn't mean it's grown in the UK. That's true. No, that's true. We know that, yes. You
1: have to look for origin.
0: Yes, you look for origin on the thing and it'll tell you. So on the Marks and Spencer stuff, it tells you the name of the man who grew it.
1: Yes, and a story about him.
0: Oh, I've never got the story. You oh, a story on your yeah, I get a little oh, story. The, it says the posh end of M&S. <laughs> I'm
1: Steve from Twickenham. I grow my
0: tomatoes. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I've got one tomato here. It is. <laughs> yeah. I think I looked in a garden centre. There's obviously a lot of money in plants. You just got to have acres of space to grow them in the plugs, and then the, the profits come back. A huge, enormous, profit, enormous, isn't enormous it? profits. I enormous mean, profits. A little I... plug of a geranium, which they stick it in a plastic pot hmm. or whatever else, and imagine it magically becomes three pounds, yeah,
1: or four or five, oh, four or five. Bigger.
0: The, the longer it grows, the more money they want. Uh, Steve, I agree with you about the lottery turning down the funding to Wilton's musical. It's a disgrace. After all, it's our money and we should have our say on how it's spent. Wilton's is a very special place. On the same note, the standard music venue in Walthamstow has been sold and will be turned into a supermarket.
1: Good. Another supermarket. How many more just supermarkets
0: do we need? I don't know, but how well, many?
1: I know we all need to eat, but the, the, the size and the of these supermarkets mm. is just you know it's not fair to the little shops like the one at the bottom of my road. Rishins, lovely little shop. They have to compete with this vast Tesco's yeah. and a Sainsbury's. It's just you know uh, four five hundred yards
0: yes, away. Yes, oh I agree. I mean I always think that the, the the big supermarkets and we have a we have a glut of supermarkets around mm. our way, and I think there's everything. Just in a little place the size of Twickenham, we've got um, Waitrose, Tesco Express, Marks and Spencers, just having a um, a W.H. Smith opening, there's another Butcher's opening, Uh, so at least it's revitalising the High Street. Yeah,
1: which is nice, rather than it being just a drab, I mean Camden High Street is pretty dreary. I just wish
0: that the buses didn't terminate at Twickenham. It brings in a very rough element. Who come from outside, from places like Hounslow and things like that, and we don't want these people. But
1: does it terminate? That's the end. Is it, that's the end. Well, of I the think bus. they
0: all get off and they think, "Let's go shopping in twickenham today," or as I prefer to call it, "Let's go shoplifting in twickenham today."
1: Because the shopkeepers will like that—the fact that it brings people oh, yes, into absolutely the area, and oh, yes, spends don't, money.
0: Don't get me wrong, but the people that come in from the likes of Hounslow aren't going to be shopping in Waitrose and M&S. They're going to be looking for Poundland.
1: But you've got one of those as We've well. We've got
0: one of those too. <laughs> We've got everything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we, we don't in Musselmdale. we have actually
0: got Thomas in, in the dry cleaners. <laughs> then you've got the other dry cleaners to do my washing. Thomas does all the dry cleaning. And then you've got Mr Modi, who seems to work eight days a week, all the people in the shop. Mm. And so they work eight days a week. Then you've got, uh, what else have we got there? You've got the ha- We've got a glut of hairdressers, a glut of estate agents, banks like there's no tomorrow, and charity shops. Cool. We've got every charity. That's just why they all come to Twickenham. For charity. For the charity shops, yeah. I knew uh, there'd be some reason why they'd be coming.
1: You know why? Because they're all terribly posh in Twickenham, so they know that the, the quality of the goods in the charity shops in Twickenham far exceed the ones in Hounslow.
0: Oh, without a shadow of doubt. That's why we've got everything. Mm. We've got every charity shop, plus we've got a few fast food places I wish we didn't have, and we've got Pizza Express and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: very similar to what we've got, said we've got not lots of super, big, big, big supermarkets. We've got a Marks and Spencers and we've got a, a very depressing Sainsbury's. Oh, we've really? got lots of charity I just shops. I like Sainsbury's <laughs> <laughs> the one out of Sainsbury's is very, very depressing. Why? Why it's, it's just, depressing? there's something grey about it. Really? The people, the staff are lovely. Yeah, but you grey. go in there and you go, I can't wait to get out of this yeah. shop. It just is oh. a horrible, horrible, this, that particular shop, not Sainsbury's, because yeah. they've got nice products. And we've got lovely, look, like the Muswell Hill Flower Cellar. And all oh, our nice. shops are very individual. Yeah. And so, you know, you can get lots of knick-knacks and bric-a-brac. And we've oh, got, I don't want And we've or got bric-a-brac. a proper bookshop. The Muswell Hill Bookshop. we shop.
0: have a proper bookshop.
1: And it's, it's just for us. And then there's a separate one for children's books just across the road, which is great. It, you know, and everybody supports them and, and loves them.
0: Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, apparently, Katrina says the E. coli isn't from Spain. The Germans have admitted they got it wrong, and the Spanish government are going to claim from the Germans the loss of all the food they had to dump.
1: Yes, well, I agree, if it isn't from Spain. Yeah. But the Russians are not taking any vegetables from Europe. Good. <laughs> same not don't, don't buy uh, food from the EU. Don't go
0: to Russia on holiday. OK, let's kick back, shall we? Let's kick back. Stuart says, a Simon Cowell is so rich, shouldn't he have a stylist? Those Cuban heels look terrible. Um, I think he's got a stylist, surprisingly.
1: <laughs> well, in that programme that he did, they showed his wardrobe. Don't you remember? He said, oh, here's yeah. my wardrobe. And it was a stack of white T-shirts, a stack of black T-shirts, yeah. four grey suits, and all the same type of jeans. Yeah. He just buys, like you, 30 pairs.
0: I don't buy 30 pairs. It's a gross exaggeration. 29.
1: (laughs) You would buy 30 if you could. (laughs) Probably would, actually.
0: Actually, no, I wouldn't, because my waist does fluctuate.
1: Of course it does.
0: Today I'm having one of my fluctuating days. You mean it's gone up. It's gone up. (laughs) Rob Rob says, can you say congratulations to Paddy and Fiona on the birth of baby Finn at 4.30 this morning? How appropriate. Paddy and Fiona and the baby's called Finn. Lovely Irish names. (laughs) So, 4.30 this morning. Mother yeah. exhausted, father drinking earlier than usual. <laughs> yeah, a like
1: cigar. Do people go, still Rob. smoke cigars when they Sorry? have babies? Do people still smoke cigars?
0: I think the babies smoke <laughs> cigars now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're way ahead of the time. <laughs> the babies come out and go, cigar, cigar, cigar. A cigar. To give them a cigar. Um, I mentioned uh, the other day, there's all sorts of books out. There's one about Frank Sinatra. And there's also a record out, Frank Sinatra. Doris Day has got a new album out. Oh,
1: I love Doris, Doris Day. Doris Day, she's
0: 87, apparently. She's mm. been back in the studio. And she has... That's an album out.
1: Good for Doris Day. Yeah,
0: she's done some because her, her son died, who was yes. doing it, and uh, so they've they, they've carried on with it, and it's it's coming out. Her wonderful voice.
1: Will she do Casararadi? Do no, think? not on the Whipcracker way. When
0: I was just a little girl, <laughs> no. I asked my mother, "What could I be?" In Britain's Got Talent, <laughs> um, there's a terrible picture in the paper today of um, of a British student who is shot dead by the manager of the branch in England right because they cris- in front of his father in front of his father he's he's cowering uh, he he's shielding his face as the bank manager prepares to blast him in the head because he dared to go in there and complain about charges and the bank manager produces a gun and shoots him in England in in in, in, in Bournemouth in Bournemouth mm. if you
1: please I- but why? He, well, he's just an ordinary customer. Yes. And he walked in and he said, I'd like to complain about your charges. Yes. And so the manager gets a gun out. Yes, him.
0: manager gets a gun out and shoots him in the head in front of his father. I mean, I can't believe it either. Strange things happen over here.
1: Taking a flora of product.
0: Morning, everybody, twenty six. It wasn't in Bournemouth. He went to Bournemouth University. You got that it, so it, wrong. It was, it was in Turkey, in a place called Adana. Adana. I thought it was a bit a bit rank. You know, the the bank manager. You go in and you complain, and the bank manager produces a gun and shoots you. Well, especially as in
1: most British banks, you would be hard pushed to find a bank manager. Yes, that is
0: true. Actually, yes. There <laughs> Never get your father one. in there at the same time. He was only a student, but he was at Bournemouth University. So, so there you go. No. the, the uh, simple uh, bit of advice we could offer this morning: if you're going to a bank in Turkey, don't argue with them. <laughs> OK, if he says there's a charge, just pay it. Yes. He's allowed to produce a gun. <laughs> it's all the best Ridiculous. in church, just. There's some girl here getting up. married, and she asked her father to put a red carpet in. It's in Carl Sholton. And uh, so they put 100 yards of red carpet from her home to the church.
1: What? Took, they took it from her home? Yes. Well, what did she do after The church, that, lucky, then? was
0: only four doors away. it's well, still, she's still got to relay it. Well, perhaps she was changing the carpet. Was she at home? No, they bought this carpet in so she could walk from her house four doors oh, on red carpet up the road to get married. <laughs> how, how Pushing it a bit, isn't it? I'm thinking of asking for the same down <laughs> here at the global reception. I'm not sure if Richard or Ashley is going to go for this idea. I don't think so. Because we are having it all changed.
1: It's all changed, It's all it?
0: changed. We're having all the air conditioning unit done and there's pictures on the LBC website. I've seen them. Uh, me and my hard hat. Have you seen the wonderful
1: pictures on the LBC website of uh, the Earth from space? No. From the space station. Have you seen it? No. It was on there yesterday. It's marvellous. Really? And the space station takes pictures and it, it goes over certain parts, of the world, over Sicily, Australia. It's really, really good and you can follow the Earth from space. It's absolutely wonderful and it's in HD. Pretty, isn't it? Yes.
0: I like things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very educational again this morning. You are. Um, so we did Paddy and Fiona and Finn. They'll be celebrating today, won't they? What of course they will. Yeah. Well, I think they've
1: been having a little bit of a kip. bit of <laughs> a kip. You?
0: And, um, thank you to Roger who sent me a, a picture. He said, if you don't like heights, have a look at these pictures. Now, I can't do anything. It's, I cannot do anything which involves heights. I really, I really can't. I'm sorry. Most people I can like do
1: like roller heights. coasters. I no, I can't do that because I don't mind the ride, but I don't like the climb. You know when it goes tick, tick,
0: tick, 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 tick. Well, that tick, 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 you need to hear because that tick, tick, tick is the clicking underneath. So if it goes back, it hits on the ratchet. It won't go, it's it won't, otherwise it's... If you don't hear any clicks and the thing breaks, you're sliding backwards. Yeah, but it's at
1: that point that I want to faint. So I, I, right I always ride. feel
0: safe on the click, click, click. It's when I get to the top and it stops. Mm. And then it sort Ugh. of goes into that thing and then it drops down. And that's when you think, I'm going to fall out. And you brace yourself.
1: Now, why is it that when you're young, you can't wait to get on those rides? But as you get a little bit older, you suddenly think, do you know what? I think I'll give that a miss. I you get dizzy watching
0: hoopla. <laughs> I can't do that kind of stuff. (laughs) That's
1: because you just don't have the
0: hips anymore. Apparently, there's a 99p shop in Muswell Hill, John. It used to be Woolworths.
1: It did, yes. (laughs) We thought it was going to be Waitrose. Well, we were hoping it was going to be Waitrose. Oh right! But it became a ninety-nine p store.
0: And there's also a Martins. Yes, they're Martins, a
1: very old-fashioned shop, and they sell lots of spices. Like you can go in there get jars of pickle, and they do all their, their own creation. And they've got a proper coffee grinder mm. in the window. And so as you walk past,
0: you, get this you can smell coffee. Gorgeous. They have smell it coming of out of uh... yeah. Oh, out of I like that. That's it's nice.
1: absolutely wonderful.
0: There was a woman the other day. She went in, an Asian woman with some accomplices and she had the head covered and all the rest of it. Mm. They went into a jewellery shop, and whilst uh, some of the Asians uh, distracted the shopkeeper in there, the other woman went out the back, and (laughs) you won't believe this, she managed to get the safe, okay, which had all the jewellery in, Mm -hmm. and she jammed it between her legs, and she walked out with it between her legs. With the safe? The safe? I can't believe that. I mean, I can only advise anybody not to try that at home. I've never... Have you... What a grip! This woman must have. She must have thighs of steel. Absolutely. Well, she looks like she's got thighs of steel. But she went in in a pair of trousers and came out in a skirt, and she clamped the safe between her legs and walked out like that. She,
1: she must have been re- have. have mag- she
0: must have had some sort of magnets or something. Support hose. <laughs> support. I would think. I mean, to support a safe. Don't you think so? You can't even pick a safe up. Well, I couldn't pick a safe. She did. I bet you've got a safe at home. Me. Yeah.
1: No. Under the floors of
0: the living room. <laughs> Don't think so. It's all concrete. A <laughs> oh. I mean, nice idea, actually. I did think about having that. I, ha- I mean, well, I mean. When, when you say I have a safe, I don't have a safe in the traditional way. I do have a safe. A safe place. A safe place in the house. Yes, yeah.
1: but it's not up the fireplace. It's That's not. For well, sure. No, it's not up the fireplace. Freezers. freezers are very popular, apparently.
0: Well, no, I don't have. But I've only got a chest, an upright yeah, freezer. But you can still put
1: it in. the... People put their jewelry no, in freezers. I don't have
0: any jewelry. I do put my money in a, in a... I'm not telling you where I put it, actually. We don't want to know. No, you, you really don't want to know. No. <laughs> Nigel says, can you wish my parents June and Barry good luck for their house move? They're both in their 80s and live 200 miles away in Grimsby. Good Lord. The Millionaire's Playground of Grimsby.
1: And moving at 80. It's no, yeah. no easy time. Well, they're task. moving into sheltered accommodation. Which is nice. It's still got a million. I like
0: the idea it's got a roof on it. I feel that's sort of, you know, part for the course. Sheltered accommodation is very, very
1: good. Yes. Because they have all those cords in case they fall over. Someone's there 24 hours 18, a day.
0: They won't be worrying about the cords. Really. They'll just be worried about being in there.
1: Be nice in there. Yeah.
0: Well, you don't know where it is. Well, in Grimsby. It might be horrible. In Grimsby. <laughs> it's surrounded by fish. <laughs> yeah. it might be working in fish gutters or something like that. Uh, Maggie says, uh, good to you as always. Stephen John, can you please wish our wonderful son Roland a very happy birthday for today? 30, honestly.
1: Ooh. 30. What a wonderful age, Roland. Yeah. Life begins. Oh,
0: if only John could remember 30. <laughs> yeah. If I could remember anything. I can't remember it. Somebody was saying, was it the other day, and they, they were saying that they remembered... Something like five years old. or t- How can you remember that? I don't believe anybody can remember five and two years old. You remember some things?
1: Pe- you remember being in Hong Kong and
0: yeah, Egypt? not loads of... Th- I don't remember loads of things about Egypt. The only thing I remember at Egypt is I've looked at photographs, and that twigs your memory. Yeah. And in Hong Kong, I can remember little bits of it. But as you get a bit older... I mean, some people say they, they remember being in the pram. Oh, I don't remember well, that. Well, d- how could you remember that?
1: I remember my dad's registration number of his car... Didn't RFD nine five eight. It was an Austin A thirty, and it was black. And I was only about four, but I'm um, five. Have you not just
0: seen a photo of it, and that's no, triggered it in your mind? No,
1: no, no, no. no, Because I now remember all of them. XXP seven five seven was another one. U R two thousand we had, but I remember those. Now why do I remember those? I remember oh, our old like phone number. It, you are You're not normal. Our old phone number, the first phone number we yeah. ever had. Which was three nine six two.
0: Ours was eight oh nine one. <laughs> See you remember. And I remember it. My, my brown mini was O L R two nine nine W. There you go. And I, yes, 4091
1: was mm, three
0: You'd pick up the phone. And remember in those days when you picked up the phone, Newbury, 4091. <laughs> yeah, as was... Mayfair, G- 273. <laughs> as was
1: Gulliver, 3962. Gulliver? Gulliver, three nine six. Where did you live? Camden. Oh, right, Gulliver. But it, was, it was Gulliver, was yeah. Oh,
0: right. But how funny that people used to, now, you know, A, people don't don't pick up the phone, and B, you'd never pick up by giving you a phone number, but some people still do. Do they? Oh, yes. eight seven three nine four two one. Hello? <laughs> Who says that? Well, whoever who's got eight, seven, three, nine... Don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who says that in that plummy <laughs>
1: voice? I think it'd be better if you said it in a Northern Irish accent. It'd be much more
0: exciting. you. <laughs> Hello. That's the way to answer the That's phone. That's the way to answer the phone. OK, you've got 18 minutes left. To have a go for my how low for today. And um, mm. on the subject of Ronan's voice, they'll have to get a move on recording-wise, says Paul. This is the 12-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Because two things can happen and uh, result from singing Sweetheart of Jesus, being the good Catholic lad I am in front of the school, and was reduced to growling rather squeakily in the back row of the choir. (laughs) Once it goes, it's terrible. He says, by the way, I mentioned the James Mason picture. Am I right there was a drag act featured in the Wilton segment? Um, no. I don't think... There there was in the Steptoe film, it was uh, Patrick Fife who opened the door to Harold. He was, in fact, working. Uh, as, as a drag act. There is a, there is a drag act in one of the Steptoe and Son films, and it is Patrick, one half of Hinge and Bracket, who's doing oh, yes. a drag act... A, a drug act? A drag act, but uh, old, old Steptoe doesn't know it's a man. Because he was very convincing. Because he was very convincing. It's yes. only his son goes, ''It's a man, Dad.'' And he goes, ''No, no, he's not.'' And takes him home and all <laughs> the rest of it. But uh, I don't remember there being one in Wilton's musical. I don't remember, but I, I, I could be wrong. I, I have been wrong before. Uh, special Steve Allen mentioned to Sylvia... Uh, Sylvia's leaving Inner Road, in a Park Road Pharmacy in Wimbledon for 30 years. She's been doling out all sorts of things.
1: And she's leaving, did you say? She's
0: leaving today, yes. Oh,
1: after 30 years. After
0: 30 years. She does deserve a medal, says, uh, Christina. So, uh, good luck today. Sylvia Marsh, 30 years, good Lord. You want to come down to, to, um to Goods in Twickenham. I think some of his uh, staff, Mr staffshaft be there for years. Might
1: have been there for a long time as well. Really? Yeah. twenty-eight years. Over 20 years. Yeah.
0: I quite mm. like that in, in a place. I think if staff have been there a long time, that's good. Shows I like it you when you go boss. in and you go, excuse me, do you have so-and-so? And they go, yes, and I must go in today to pick up my uh, my prescription. You've got boxes need filling, do they? The boxes are filled. They, mm. they do fill fill the boxes for mm. me. Which is quite good. Well, you take lots of different pills. I do have one
1: of those for mine, actually. Yeah. i have it by the side of the bed. Yeah,
0: but yours have got Smarties in, John. That's <laughs> yes, the difference.
1: Yes, yes. Mine just have got Smarties.
0: B- proper pills. <laughs> and uh, Joanne says, Happy birthday to my mum, Janet Ward, who is 60. Uh, that's on the 5th, unfortunately. So we've done it a bit earlier. So only, she, she's got it a bit earlier. It's only Sunday, the 5th. Sunday. Mm. And that's... Uh, and Sister Samantha. Hope she enjoys the night out with her friends. There you go. You have a nice time, a nice time. Okay, listen. We'll, we'll take a short uh, break. Uh, Dawn actually collects vinyl. She's got quite a few. It's a vinyl records. Have you got vinyl records?
1: Loads. Yeah. Boxes. Oh, have you? Boxes boxes. And boxes. I've love. got originally original Elvis Presley singles. Any really? And
0: Better get together with Dawn. She's she's the expert on this on this vinyl malarkey stuff. Andy Hayman's looking at the papers this morning with Nick Ferrari. He's the former head of specialist operations at the Met. And they're going to be talking about, uh, they're going to be talking to Colin Knox, his son Rob, you remember, was stabbed and killed in May 2008 outside a bar in his hometown of Sidcup as he stepped in to save his brother Jamie from a man wielding two knives. I mean, gee, I'm so glad I don't go out to some of these places. It's quite scary, it isn't is it? It is quite scary. I'm trying not to be scared about it, because otherwise nobody would go out at all. But it has got so bad now where people don't think anything. They go out there, they think they're really big, carrying knives. Mm, absolutely. And they're they just... take people's lives away, and, and frankly, it's, it's just dreadful. The amount of these little, silly little boy gangs that go around there, you know, j- just... <clears throat> I can't think of anything I can say on the programme that would justify it <laughs> to anybody. There's nothing that justifies it. You get little kids of 13 carrying knives... Just even a good smack in the face. They go down very quickly. They're not so big and clever then. Lock them up.
1: There was a a, a guy in the paper just the other night and he had a flag in his window and he was promoting anti-gay slogans in the area where he lives.
0: Oh, this was the East London one, wasn't it? and
1: he had a cross through the the rainbow flag and was saying, this is a gay-free zone or yeah. a queer-free zone. nobody's
0: actually going to tell him that there's no end of gay people living right next door <laughs> to him. I always worry about people like that. They're always, you know, they're generally hiding something. Yes. Look, all he got fined was £100. I know. Had, had it, of course, been an anti-Muslim thing, have been a fine, somebody would have been imprisoned by now. Yes. But he was a rather pathetic little specimen. I don't know why, you should worry more about your own life as opposed to worrying about other people's lives. Quarter to seven. <laughs> News headlines, Clemency Norris. Thanks, Steve. Boris Johnson says he doesn't believe there'll be... Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to 7. We've to do John's uh, book recommendation. Yes. So we'll let you do that now. So I do that
1: now? Yeah. Okay, this is a book, actually, that was given to me, and when it when I first... Oh, so he didn't even pay for it? No, I didn't pay for it, but you can Free buy book. this book, and right. I would highly recommend that you do. If not, go out and borrow it. And th- it was given to me, and I said immediately, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to like that book at all. And they, they said, no, read it, you'll really like it. And it's called Devil in Disguise, and it's by Julian Clary. All oh, right. So now we know Julian Clary, and we know he's. I like Julian Clary a lot. We know he's what, but we know he can be quite, <laughs> you know, a rude. Ceramic. Rude. Is it rude? It's not very rude. I tell you what. It's the most. It's a fascinating story. It's a fiction book. It's not about Julian Clary at all. It's oh, a, right. a, it's a, a story, of fiction, and it covers everything: friendship, betrayal, love, loss, control, blackmail, and revenge. And it's a Depressed real, already. real, real, real page turner. <laughs> I tell you, you cannot stop it. starts in 2001. And it's about friendship. It's about friendship between two people who meet when they're at university. Mm. One of them is a right lazy little layabout, actually. His name is Simon. And then there's Molly, who has got a fantastic talent. And their lives separate for a reason. And then Lilia comes into the frame. And that's all I'm saying. And it's well worth a read. And you won't be able to put it down. I read it in... Two days, two and a half days. Actually, I read a book in an hour. A whole book? Yeah, so I'm,
0: was... I'm a speed reader.
1: I don't... I, my, a teacher at my school used to be able to do that, mm. and I thought it was marvellous. Mm. I have to go back sometimes and read what I've just read to make I can a
0: book in an hour. If I sit down and I go... If, she, if, if I'm reading on a plane, people think... They always go to me, you're not reading that. I go, I seriously have read it, and I can remember key things. I can't remember every single thing I've read, no. but I can remember most of, the, most of the stuff. So if you were reading this book
1: the devil yeah. in disguise would you literally just scan down the page and know exactly what they what yes you, yes
0: it, it's very difficult because some you know, people I, I, I watch and... on the train reading and they read so slowly i'm thinking oh goodness get on with it because i've literally i've got my i'm at the moment i read the first page i'm, I'm ready to turn and then sh- turn sh- jump, 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 next next page i mean I'm, I'm that fast but do you do you absorb the writing yes i absorb the best bits that i need to remember I was very good. I used to learn to speed read years ago when I would <laughs> sit in the bath with a book or elsewhere where you were sitting. And, uh, and I would read out aloud until I made a mistake. And the moment I made a mistake, I'd go back to the beginning and start reading again so that I can read... Out aloud without yes, making mistakes.
1: Absolutely, constantly. But yeah. like, I mean, this one uh, you would really like this. I think it's yeah. you could read it. Or you could read it
0: while you we could walk in the bank before, right, before I talk to Kim today. <laughs> and be back again. <laughs> and be it back is again. A fantastic story. I hate people who walk along the road reading. They drive me mad. But you
1: know, I did that with this, and I've d- I'm reading a new book at the moment by Giles Brandreth, and I'll tell you about it in a couple of. Oh right, time. we like Giles. It's a brilliant book. Yeah. But and both times reading this on the tube. I get, get off the tube at Highgate, and then I'm walking towards the escalator, but I'm still reading because I just need to read that last bit. Yeah. Because you've got well, to I was a like point. that, reading in
0: bed. You know, you sit in reading in bed, ladies and gentlemen. You start reading, and then your eyes get tight. You're like, I can't hold my eyes open any longer, but you don't want to put the book down. And in the end, you just rest. You think, I'll just rest for a minute. So you put it on your chest, and that's it. You're yeah, out. I'm
1: surprised you're still reading,
0: Janet and John. Steve. Well, no, they're okay. I think some of the stories yes. are quite, quite racy. Uh, Debbie says. Uh, I had a vertigo attack at the bottom of the Empire State Building. It's quite a good one. Uh, Rob says in the early sixties, my parents lived in Isleworth and their phone number was Pope's Grove, two four four zero. That's lovely. And if you notice, all the people who used to who used to who, who were picked for the GPO, all everybody spoke terribly posh. Terribly posh. Everybody was posh. Hello, who, who may I connect you with, caller?
1: That was in the old days when you used to call an operator, <laughs> and there used to be a place called Wren House, which was right opposite St Paul's Cathedral, and that was international. Directory inquiries. Yes, and so you phoned them, and the right. You said international directory. Which company can connect- Which country would you like to be connected yes. to? Could you come back at four o'clock? Yes. Nigeria, not quite awake yet. Yes, <laughs> and then you had to actually book a time to speak to <laughs> Nigeria, and it would go through. We're just speaking to Spain, and now we're going across to Egypt, and then down to Nigeria. Wasn't it fabulous?
0: Wasn't it fabulous? the good old days? Eight four eight five zero. steve at LBC lbc.co.uk. UK. You've only got uh, seven minutes left. Seven minutes left to have a go for the, uh, for the How Low This Morning, which is the fantastic phone. It's sim-free. I'm just checking on something here, actually, very quickly, because somebody's just recommended a film to me, and, um, and I have got a copy, but, strange enough, I don't think I've got a copy on, um, uh, on DVD. I think I've only got it on video, Mm. and that's Entertaining Mr Sloan. Oh, right, yes. Which has got, uh... What's the name in it? Enter T A I N. Yes. What's the name? This thing. Uh, Beryl Reed. Beryl Reed. the lovely Beryl Reed. Yes. Joe Orton wrote that. Is it story? typical? You, you want to do something quickly, and the computer decides to pl- start playing silly beggars. Enter T A I N. Entertaining, Mister. She hasn't even come up with a film as yet. She so obviously doesn't know what I'm going to go. You're doing it in Google. It's yes. No, I'm doing it in, in Amazon, just to see if it's available oh, okay. on on DVD. And the machine is running so slow. Are. DVD, £25.95 they're charging for it on a, on a DVD. Well, then it's a special, then. Must be a special. Pe- perhaps you can't get it. That's mm. a lot, isn't it? Sometimes on Amazon you can get uh, second-hand ones, can't yeah. you? Yeah, well, th- th- this one here has got it on VHS for £24-something. That's terribly expensive. sha <laughs> not be bothering with that one. But it is a good film, actually. Uh, Reliance 9481 was my telephone number, says Mary. Reliance. And it's very strange, says Sarah. That's so weird. You made me remember my mum's red Saab, YNU 685L, from Mm. when I was six. Where did that memory come from? It's nice that occasionally we can stir something, Mm. you know, in in the back of your mind, and you'll start remembering phone numbers, even though you never wrote them down. It's like passwords. Somebody said to me the other day, just remember, but just j- j- just before you die, can you do a list of your passwords? Because otherwise, nobody will get into anything. I
1: can't bear passwords. They drive me use, crazy. I know. And now, they, they say, I did one yesterday for something. And I put my usual password in that I use. And it oh. says, no, you can't oh, have so many numbers together. To do it here. It's got to be different.
0: Every three months, I have to come up with another rude word. To put in for the passwords. <laughs> I've now started using staff names. It's easier. <laughs> and adding numbers. We have
1: to do it with Galileo, which is our airline reservation system. Every It just randomly says, you must change your password yes. today. And then you can't think of anything.
0: I know. I've, I've got them all over the place. Did you see the programme about the elephant man last night? No. But I will try and do it. And they had a man who came back, and he was the present-day mm. elephant man. And um, very interesting. Quite moving, says Steve. Great reader, Monster Calls, by Patrick Ness, illustrated by Jim Kay." And the Afro-Caribbean Leukaemia Trust Charity are doing their 10k run in Regent's Park on Sunday. So the Afro-Caribbean Leukaemia Trust Charity, good luck for that one. do you raise lots in, of money.
1: In, in Regent's Park. Yeah. Because they had the Race for Life the other day. Yeah. That was all around London and people were doing that. Marvellous. What- I, I like
0: seeing all race. the ladies. I like seeing all the ladies going out there doing their, their bra runs oh, yeah. in the early hours of the morning. That I always I always like watching.
1: I love watching that. When I've been driving to the club sometimes, and you come along to the embankment,
0: and then there's hundreds yes. and hundreds of ladies in bras. And then you have the naked cycle ride, and that's where things take a, a turn for the <laughs> worst in <laughs> London. I get one. a
1: little bit frightened. Yeah, but that's the one you camp out on the street <laughs> for. I've seen you. I certainly don't <laughs>
0: camp. Uh, that's it for this morning. You've literally got three minutes left to have a go for the HTC Desire HD Sim Free Phone. Own. Get your bids in as quick as possible. John's back with us next week. With the Malta story. With the what? The Malta story. The Malta story. Oh, wait, the Malta story. <laughs> it's what a good story. It's a good story. Okay, I'm back with you on uh, Sunday, so uh, do join me from 6 for In Conversation. Then we'll have the programme then the brand new In Conversation at 9 o'clock and Petrie's here on Sunday and uh, we'll have uh, Will Gowing in with the papers and hopefully we'll have a How Low but you've, only, you've got to get your bids in quickly for our one for today. Check out the LBC website pictures of me in a hard hat looking like a rather sort of fatter version of Bob the Builder I'm afraid to admit. One day it'll disappear not in my lifetime. And um, and uh, what else? Oh, yes, Nick and the team with you after the news at seven. Have a great weekend. I hope it's going to be sunny and lovely and super, and I'll see a lot of you down the Magic Circle on Saturday evening. Let's have the business update, shall we, now, with Clemency Norris.
1: Thanks, Steve. The business secretary's concluded a visit to Japan by